This is America on Par, a powerful bunch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks for sharing these with your friends there on Facebook and Twitter and the interwebs. Well, last month I did a podcast predicting the movement to stop Trump from gaining the nomination had a bad case of too little, too late. I went through the remaining primary matches state by state, added up the delegates and showed it was very likely that Trump would be able to secure the number of delegates he needed on the last day of the primaries by winning California. Now, I've spent enough years as a meteorologist to know that predicting the future is hard and that if you want to get better at it, you need to be willing to look objectively, to go back and evaluate your work. So it's time for an update on primary math. Now, my premise for my primary math podcast was that Cruz was winning in flyover country and that Trump was winning everywhere else. And that has continued to be the trend. As a result of that, every state I said Trump would win, he has won. Florida, Illinois were winner take all, and he took all. I said Missouri, which is where the Midwest transitions to the plains, was too close to call. And indeed, it was essentially a tie. Trump was not able to get over that 50% mark in Missouri, but did get 25 delegates there. I thought Trump stood a chance to win Wisconsin, but said it could swing to Cruz's side since it's on the edge of Cruz's territory. And indeed, Cruz did very well in Wisconsin, partly, by the way, because Trump did so poorly in the past week, week and a half, and then behaved like a petulant child afterward. Uh, On a side note, When you are perpetually calling someone a liar, you need to make damn sure you stay on the high road. Lying about illegal collusion between Cruz and his super PAC and your post-election temper tantrum is unpresidential behavior, to say the least. I I would hope that Donald Trump would learn that lesson. I don't think he will. I still think it's going to matter. I'll show you why in just a minute. Trump won North Carolina as I thought he would, but the race was closer than I predicted, so Trump ended up with fewer delegates than I had assumed. In all, I predicted Trump would have at least 748 delegates by April 19th. Well, he's currently sitting on 743, and I guarantee he will get at least five delegates out of New York. All right. In fact, Trump is going to grab up the lion's share of delegates out of the Empire State. There are 95 delegates available. Trump is polling at above 50%. Cruz is currently polling in New York below 20% and right now runs a real risk of leaving that state empty-handed. Trump also looks set to win big the following week on April 26th. I said Trump would grab 125 delegates from Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Delaware, Maryland, and Rhode Island. I'm going to drop that number to 100 because I misread how the delegates were allocated in some of those states. They said they were winner-take-all, and what they meant was they were winner-take-all by congressional district. I misunderstood that, and so on my first prediction, I gave him 125 delegates. I'm going to drop that to 100. So you could win the state. Your opponent could still win in certain districts and take delegates away from you. This still leaves Trump with at least 903 delegates by the end of April, just 334 delegates short of the magic number. 
Now, May is interesting because there's so many contests that are really difficult to predict. The first is Indiana. There's no polling inside Indiana in the past year. It borders Ohio, which is Kasich's own state. It borders Illinois and Missouri, both of which were won already by Trump. But Indiana has a history of being more conservative than those neighbors, which should give Cruz some hope after what will be a dismal and bruising weeks, few weeks in the second half of April. 57 delegates are available in a winner-take-all by congressional district there. I think it's fair to give Trump at least one-third of those delegates at this point. I'm, I'm not enough of a gambler to go any more than one-third. So that gives Trump 921 delegates. May 10th is Nebraska and West Virginia. Cruz will win Nebraska, which is winner-take-all. West Virginia is harder. There's no polling there since February. I, I think Trump will win that state, but it's a proportional state, so I'm not sure how many of West Virginia's delegates Trump will get. Again, I think assuming at least one-third is fair, so let's give Trump 11 more delegates, bringing him to 932. We finish off May with Washington and Oregon. There isn't any polling in those states since before Donald Trump entered the race last summer. Both are very liberal along the coast and rather conservative east of the mountains. Both states are proportional. So once again, I'm going to be cautious in my forecast and give Trump one-third of the delegates for both states. That would put Trump at 956 by the end of May. This brings us to June 7th, the last day of the primary season. Ted Cruz will win South Dakota and Montana. Trump will win all of New Jersey's 51 delegates. That is winner-take-all, and they mean winner-take-all. That puts him at 1,007 delegates. That leaves New Mexico and California. New Mexico has 24 delegates to give away proportionally. California has 127 winner-take-all by congressional district. Now, that's very important here, and it was my biggest error from my previous forecast. I had given all of California's delegates to Trump. I now think he will garner roughly half. So giving Trump half of California and half of New Mexico, we end up with a total of 1,105. That's 132 delegates short. Now, Trump can still make that up. Remember, I was being cautious with my forecast. He could grab more than 60 delegates out of New York, the 60 that I gave him. There's 95 up for grabs. I thought he'd get at least 60. He could get more. I gave him 100 in the following week in Pennsylvania and Delaware and the rest of the Northeast. He could grab more than that 100. He is likely to grab more than just one-third of the vote out of Indiana, West Virginia, Washington, and Oregon. And that, that's the month of May. If he does better than just half in California, then the nomination is his. But there isn't a lot of wiggle room left. And what would help Trump the most is if John Kasich left the race. Which brings me to my next question. Why the hell is Kasich still in the race? In looking at these state-by-state -state races, I don't see a single area where Kasich can win. Not one. He's only won his home state of Ohio. He won't win in his neighboring state of Pennsylvania. He may actually come in third there behind Cruz. That means Kasich will end up with fewer victories 
than Marco Rubio, and Rubio got out of the race a month ago. And even though he got out of the race a month ago, he still has more delegates today than Kasich does. Indeed, Kasich's come in fourth place, or worse, more often than he's come in first, second, and third combined. John Kasich has only won, get this, he's only won one more state primary than you have. So why does he think he's got a much better case to be the Republican nomination than you do, than any of us do? Frankly, at this point, I think it's more about stopping Trump. I don't think Kasich has the political savvy to take the nomination on a third or fourth ballot at the convention. And if it got that far, I think someone like Paul Ryan would be much more likely to be the nominee. But Kasich may be able to prevent Trump from having a clean sweep in the Northeast later this month. And if he can take enough delegates away from Trump, then maybe, just maybe, Trump won't be the nominee. But frankly, when I look at the math, I still think it's more likely that Trump will get to 1237 on June 7th than it is that Ted Cruz would win the nomination on a second ballot at the convention. And I think the odds that Kasich could finagle the nomination on a later ballot is about the same as my dog winning the nomination. And I'm not even sure that my dog is a Republican. I mean, I, I pay for all his food, right? I mean, I provide all his health care. So I'm not sure that guy's a Republican. Anyway, as I said at the end of my last primary math podcast, I think it's still too little too late. Well, thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. See old glory flying over me. In the first light.